Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. I feel like a failure as a parent. I love my daughter and I want her to be happy, reported one parent in 2016. And those thoughts and feelings continue within parents and children. In 2021, frustration makes me feel weird and angry. I feel frustrated when I think I did something wrong. Then one eight-year-old who just ended a session with me in today's episode of Where Can I Go to Get Help? You'll learn about how other children and their parents feel when they reach the point of having to ask for help because they just can't take it anymore. You'll hear how they learn to make things better. This episode of Student Success Beyond Expectations is also the introduction to our upcoming episodes that focus on parent resources and services. With so many parents looking to feel understood and looking for effective strategies, Child Behavior Consulting wants to share an approach that we use to help both children and parents. And we believe it can help you too. We have designed what we call an FMA, Feelings motivation, and action. This plan is an exercise to help parents extrapolate how they are feeling so they can move past oftentimes feeling frustrated, guilty, and overwhelmed by beginning to identify how they're feeling so they are no longer feeling out of control and spiraling in that downward path which is an achy path of parenting. So if you're frustrated or overwhelmed, it's helpful for you to even identify and think about how you're feeling. And then think about what your motivation for change is. In other words, why do you want to see certain changes within your child? Is your child sad? Is your child depressed or anxious, having difficulty in school, not believing in himself? And it's came you to see all these challenges. So what is your motivation for change? These two areas of your feelings and motivation really helps you to begin to see the importance of staying focused. So that way, when trying to find the right services for your child and when communicating with your child, you will remember of how you feel and sticking to the fact that you want change and you will be more apt to commit to your path of finding the right resources for your child. 
once this is established, when you know how you're feeling, what your motivation for change is, it is at that point that your action plan will begin to develop because you'll get the right resources in place and the right strategies. So now you can begin to practice these strategies. Your feelings begin to change to more positive feelings. And it's all within that center part where you know what your motivation is. The motivation for change, typically with the parents that I work with, are you want to see your parent, your children happy, well-adjusted, just be a kid. And so with that and remembering all of this keeps you focused too for that long-lasting change that you're looking for. So do you remember that child that I referenced as having a weird and tingly feeling? Well, his mom identified her feeling when she first came to me of feeling overwhelmed, upset, and concerned that she won't be able to figure out how to manage his frustration. Her motivation to learn new strategies was so she can help her son with his confidence and feel good about himself. Don't all of us want that for our ch child, but we don't always break it down to where's that motivation? Why? What's the why in what we want for our kids? So writing it down, going through this process really is such an important step toward providing for your child in the way that he or she needs it. And also during our time together and with the support of his mother, this soon-to-be fourth grader learned and practiced strategies, strategies to manage his ADHD. As a matter of fact, I'm so excited to tell you that I just learned of his report card. And do you know where he showed in school his progress? To me, this is the most important foundation of improvement. And it was showed that he had improvements on having a positive attitude in class, taking initiative to begin his work, and improvement in his effort. Those three areas, think about it. If children don't show the effort or the positive attitude, then how do they make improvements in reading comprehension or in being able to write or wherever their academic needs might fall in? You need to start with those three areas. And it was all from their ability and commitment to the process of identifying how they're feeling what their motivation for change is, and then practicing it, practicing those strategies that make the biggest difference of all. Here's another one. Frustrated, defeated, and helpless to help my daughter do everyday tasks independently. And to be a happy person is what another parent said. After identifying her feelings, she then took the next step in our process of really thinking about her motivation and wanting to see change in her daughter. Her primary motivation was to help her daughter become even keel. Any of you want that for your child too? And she also wanted independence. 
This particular client of mine, she had ADHD, oppositional defiance disorder, and sensory processing disorder. She had so many challenges within herself that, of course, she had challenging behaviors that needed to be addressed at home. And that's the foundation of where change comes as a team. And you can get there too. If these parents are able to start this process of change, and so can you. Some of the strategies that this little girl used with the support of her family, oftentimes her mom came, but her mom and dad also came as a team, which doesn't always happen. When it does, that extra support is always positive because we work together in seeing what those strengths and what those weaknesses are. And we come together, work on an action plan. So some of those strategies that she used as part of that action plan with her daughter were strategies to support self-regulation, helping her daughter manage how she felt, what she was thinking, and ultimately the actions in her behavior. And it also was that she learned a lot more about ADHD and oppositional defiance disorder and her sensory processing disorder. Because when we really learn about what these are, we can have more meaningful interactions with children. And she also incorporated essential oils and the proper medication. All of this together the child, of course, was able to see this, but also the parent was able to see a slow and steady improvement within her ability to self-regulate, meaning she was able to improve her behavior and school and her behavior and her academics in school as well. So can you relate to any of these parents? Listen, I know from personal experience as a parent, that parenting can be frustrating and it can be overwhelming. You also feel like you're, you're stuck. As a matter of fact, most of the parents that I see who come to me feel the same exact way. You are not alone if you feel like any of these parents. Feeling frustrated, I found, when working with parents, it's like a feeling of being sandwiched between sadness and anger. The sadness of not being able to comfort your child despite providing a loving home and doing everything you possibly could think of doing. And the sadness of really just not knowing how to reach out in the way that they need you. And then there's the angry side of frustration. The feeling that you have when you feel as though your efforts have gone unnoticed. Like, what else can I possibly do? Well, if those efforts don't work out, no matter how hard you try and how hard that you plan, feeling like what you do is just never enough and you complete it and you are so sad yourself. So that frustrating feeling, it's, it, it is between feeling sad and been feeling angry. If you can relate to these parents then you can find comfort and hope in knowing that there are strategies to alleviate you of this doubt with the proper interventions 
and strategies and resources, things can change for the better. Understanding your child's disability is so important. Please give ownership to that. They don't know what's happening inside of them. And unless you learn about their disabilities, you are stuck with the symptoms, meaning the behavior, the reactive, the explosiveness of what's going on inside. Help your child learn what's going on. But first, you need to learn about your child's disability to understand. Now that you have an idea of really knowing how you feel and identifying how important that is, and then going back to that motivation for change. So when you get frustrated, you say, okay, wait, I need to take a breath. I need to have a calm mind for a calm body so I can remember how important my role is here. So I can remember, I want my child to be happy. I want my child to grow up feeling good and confident and not weird and tingly. So you remember your motivation before you speak. You remember that motivation before you think reactively. You remember that motivation before you feel like giving up and not making that last phone call or canceling that appointment because something else came up or you just are too tired. You remember that motivation motivation for change because your child needs you so they can understand themselves because you're not always going to be with them and they need to be able to think clearly and with confidence that they've got whatever it is within them to be able to reach their goals but they need to be taught and you can do it so with that let's move on from feeling defeated and let's move on to feeling empowered. So what we have done here is ultimately, hopefully, put an emphasis on the fact that we all need to teach children how to learn to focus when they can't or when they feel like they can't. And to learn to make positive choices because they learn that they can make more than one choice. They have choices to make. Also, knowing what to do with those weird and tingly feelings. So what we've done for you here on this podcast is put a variety of episodes for you together with practical information and resources for families, for you. But educators, don't stop listening because this is for you too. But it's going to give you a different perspective, a perspective that we need when we service children, because we need to see things from the parent's point of view. That's just as important. And parents, you need to stick with us because you need to learn some more strategies, right? It never hurts to learn a little bit more. With that, educators, we want to say that when we have more information to give to parents, it builds our repertoire. Because parents don't always know how to ask for help. And they also don't always know what to ask for. I remember when my child was having these crazy allergic reactions. And then I started taking one step and taking another step 
Turns out he has this rare disease called the EOE. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know where to begin. I started on Facebook asking a question, which led me into a whole page, which led me into a specialist, one of three that I know of in the country. But we all need to start somewhere. And so as educators, the more that we know, the more we can provide information for parents. We have information starting after this episode, and it is titled, I am worried about my child's development, now what? And that's with psychoanalyst Deanna Sass. And Deanna goes through with the conversation with her strategy and insight. And then to follow, we have a parent advocate who has children who have disabilities themselves. And she goes through her heartwarming process of finding out at birth that her child is having a hearing impairment, not knowing where to go, not knowing if her child will ever say, I love you to her. So she shares her experiences with you. We have a speech pathologist that's going to talk to you about strategies. And the list continues. So hopefully you have gained some insight with today's episode. We want you to join us, stick with us, share this podcast, share our channel, Child Behavior Consulting, Share, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, and like and subscribe to Student Success Beyond Expectations. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. We just want to get bigger and better for you. The more feedback that we get, the more we can help you. So keep in touch with us. Thank you for your comments and keep on launching and keep on turning your kids I can't into I can. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com Amazon, and TeachersPayTeachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout-out on social media.